1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Squiggly Career podcast from Amazing If. I'm Sarah Ellis, and I'm here with my co-founder, Helen Tupper. Hello. And this week we're going to be talking about side projects. Thank you to everybody who's been sending us in ideas and suggestions for topics to cover in each week's podcast. And side projects is one of those things that comes up in the courses that we run, and people have been tweeting us about it. So we thought we would take on the topic, and it's something we also both feel really passionate about. So it's not really a hardship to have to talk about side projects okay, for... the for uh, big side project advocates. Half an hour or so. <laughs> so perhaps we'll just start with why side projects are even interesting to individuals, why should organisations care about people who do side projects... Helen, I know you've written quite extensively about this as a topic. <laughs> um, what, what have you found from kind of the research and the things that you've looked at in terms of why side projects work for individuals and for organisations? Um, yeah, so if I, uh, I'll share some of the, the things that I found, a lot of the sources of,
3: of the data um, are in an article that I wrote recently for Marketing Week on side projects. If people want to go and, and we'll explore, tweet it, yeah, we'll tweet that so if you can explore that a bit deeper. But some of the main reasons that individuals um, benefit from doing side projects are that they can help them to be more creative because you get to just test some things out that you might not be doing in your, your job. You can try different things that you might not be kind of have the ability to look at. That's one of the reasons Um, and creativity kind of also fuels innovation and helps you to build new relationships with people so it's a very kind of an energy creating um, opportunity for you one of the other things with the side projects can help individuals with is um, in terms of their strengths so you can try to develop your strengths in a very different context so let's say you have a side project all about design for example I was in a session recently where somebody was wanted to do design wedding invitations and actually at work they didn't do that at all and so they they did design at work but they didn't do design of wedding invitations so what it meant was they got to develop that strength in a very different context and I think that's something that a side project can help you to do Um, and another thing that side projects can help you to do is just bring a bit more motivation so because you might not get a chance to spend all your time doing that thing that you're really passionate about at work it it gives you another place to do it and sometimes I think people have unrealistic expectations about how much fulfillment they can get from their job and they sort of blame their job for that and they say oh you know I'm not fully motivated and fulfilled at work but actually I think it's unrealistic to expect your job to be your sole source of that motivation and what your side project can do is be another outlet for that that energy or that ability or that passion that you've got. And there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you've not got a great job. It just means that you've created another avenue for you to explore that. So some of the ways that it can help an individual. Obviously, we do this as well. So from any other individual benefits that you personally get from side projects?
1: Uh, I think I've done lots of side projects in lots of different ways, probably over the last 10 years. I think the thing for me is I just find um, I find it's a really good learning experience. Mm-hmm. So we talk about like growth mindsets quite a lot. I think I have learned and developed much quicker and in lots of kind of unexpected ways because of all the different side projects, because you work with different people, you explore different areas, you have to act in a different way. You know, uh, we've both worked in some very big organisations. Often when you're doing side projects, you're doing them a bit on the fly, Mm -hmm. with no money or not very much time or resource, so you have to think a bit differently. So I just find that um, if you like to learn, it helps you to learn uh, in a different way. Yeah, very true. So in terms of organisations and why
3: should organisations, I I think, encourage side projects. And I think we're a bit away from organisations doing that at the moment. But I think if organisations did, the benefits that they would realise are they would have Um, potentially more innovation so all of that creativity that the individual benefits from by doing it they bring into the workforce with new ideas maybe new connections that they've made and that is fuel for innovation and progress within the organization i also think that that motivation that they get from doing their side project again they bring into the workforce they're more productive they're more energized certainly the case for me when i go into i'm so excited by all the things that i do outside of work that when i'm in work i bring that into the conversations that I have and I think that creates energy for the people that interact with me at work Um, and I think the other thing that's really really important is that you get a more committed uh, employee because they value the flexibility that you might be giving them to, to go and do that side project, they also value the fact that they can be their authentic self at work which sounds like a very cheesy phrase but basically they get to come to work and they don't have to pretend that they're not themselves, they can talk about you know, the fact that they outside of work are designing wedding invitations and that helps them to feel more authentic and genuine and happier in their place of work. And I think that means that you have more loyal employees, you have more productive employees and you have, you know, a force for innovation that you wouldn't have if you weren't opening the doors to side projects.
1: Yeah, and I think um, the way I often describe it to people is if people can bring um, those side projects into work, that it means that you get the whole of the individual rather than just the sum of the parts. Mm. So you get everything that's brilliant about them rather than just the bit that you might see because of the job that they do. And it's um, it never fails to amaze me how people have got so much more to offer an organisation than often what you can see in their job. Mm. But you have to create an environment of um, trust and encouraging people to kind of share some of the other things they do to be able to really fully realise that. Even yesterday, I'm in a new organisation and I was um, meeting someone for the first time And I was chatting about side projects and the things that I do. And she mentioned that she's doing a counselling course. And of course, that's a personal passion project for her. But you can really imagine how that'll be helpful Mm. in what she does in her career at some point. You don't have to force it, but it's useful for me to know that. And it's great that she feels that she can share it. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would start the podcast today by both sharing our individual experiences of side projects that we do. And then move on to talk a bit about some of the barriers to side projects, because they are one of those things that I think... Sound they're quite fashionable at the moment. Yeah. As someone said to me the other day when I mentioned I did Amazing If, oh, yeah, everyone has to have a side project right now. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, it sounded a bit negative, like <laughs> almost like if you don't have one, you know, you're nothing. So, what are those barriers? You know, they're not for everyone. I don't think anyone should feel like they have to have a side project. And then some ideas on kind of how to get started and some hints and tips. And so, I think my first ever side project was certainly more accidental than by design. I didn't sit there and think. I need a side project. For me, it just came from I had quite a lot of learning opportunities, so I'd been and done lots of courses, and I think I recognised that actually I really enjoyed sharing that learning with other people, and actually I enjoyed training people, and that was nothing to do with what I did in my day job. I did a kind of marketing job, and training wasn't wasn't really part of that. And so I created a very small leadership programme for 20 people, to share some of the learning that I'd had through my MBA, through going to Harvard, just to really test whether that was going to be helpful for people and to test myself in terms of, did I enjoy that kind of training and development experience? And it was tidy. You know, those 20 people were basically my friends who I asked individually, will you kind of come and do this thing that hopefully might be helpful? And, you know, that became sort of five or six years later a whole host of leadership events and lectures and things that I run now with lots of volunteers on something called Inspire. But certainly when it started, it was just that I recognised... I had a bit of a desire to make something happen. Didn't really feel like it worked in my day job. And so just did something. My reflection when I think back to that time now is... You have to be brave enough to sort of put yourself out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. So, A, I've got no, like, credentials particularly. <laughs> like, like why should I train these people? I didn't really know what I was doing like so not only had I not got the credentials I wasn't trained to be a trainer you know I wasn't in HR or learning and development or anything like that but I probably did have passion and I cared about it and I sort of felt like it would be an opportunity to use my strengths in a different way mm-hmm. so back to your point at the start of our conversation I sort of had a sense of I really enjoy helping people with their careers developing people this might be a different way of doing that and so yeah, I just I just started it and now when I think back, I think, God, it's so random. <laughs> like what was I doing?
3: So um, a question for you. Yes. Um, I was uh, talking at Microsoft recently about side projects. I did an, an event about, again, very similar to this theme, yeah. uh, to kind of encourage a culture where um, we can I- invite side projects. Um, and I got a really interesting question from someone about Ooh. what's the difference. Well, you've not I know, I'm, not, I'm not prep for What's the difference between a side project and a hobby? And I had an answer. I just wonder what, what yours is.
1: Oh, that's, that's a brilliant question. That's yeah. what you always say when you're thinking, I don't know, <laughs> wait a minute, I need some time to answer that. Um, I don't know. I suppose side projects I think I associate with work mm-hmm. in some capacity, whereas my hobbies I think I do for pure kind of enjoyment in that moment with kind of no expectation of anything further. Mm-hmm. I think with side projects I feel like I'm building something and creating something usually for like a bigger purpose or a bigger reason, Mm -hmm. what did you say? Um, It's a similar thing, I talked about I think a a side project has more,
3: almost like more of a goal orientation, so if you wanted to do yoga in order to, I don't know start a yoga retreat yeah yeah. It's yeah, all, yeah yeah, or have a very specific end in mind for it then i think that you get to you get to the side project kind of thing and so i think it's more it's more goal orientated it has yeah more more of agenda um uh, uh, hobbies are more just sort of just for pleasure really almost like yeah. a g- less um so yeah that I, I got to that as well but i thought it was a really interesting question because yeah, it's it's the sort of questions like what's the difference between a mentor and a coach that we get sometimes yeah, and yeah. they they sound like really simple questions but i think they're very they really important distinctions to make
1: yeah and i I think hobbies actually are just as important yeah I really value some of the things that I do to your point with no agenda where I turn up it's nothing to do with work I don't work with any of those people you're there to play netball for an hour and go home again yeah super healthy to have those things yeah you just I think you just need some things that are outside of if you're taking on side projects you're basically extending the time you're spending on work however you define work yeah and so needing to take a break becomes I think even more important yeah So, any other thoughts from you on your kind of experiences
3: of side projects?
1: I think the only other thing I would say is start really small. And I started actually by myself. Mm -hmm. So, even though now I always advise people, don't do that. (laughs) Um, Definitely find someone. Everything I've really enjoyed about side projects in the last 10 years has always been when I've been doing it together. Sometimes when you are just getting started, it is okay to just put something out there by yourself because then you can do it quite quickly. Mm -hmm. You can learn, it's your vision you can just get started and then as it grows and develops you can work out do you want to do it with other people you'll often attract people to you who Mm. might also be interested in the same thing and also it doesn't matter if it's a bit rubbish or not quite what you'd expect initially I dread to think some I remember doing my first ever blog and this will really make everyone cringe this is a long time ago just to put that context there (laughs) putting a piece of uh, tinfoil down on like my dining table with a picture on taking a picture of that and that being the first picture on my blog and thinking it was like super cool and now that is about as bad as it sounds and I remember sharing my first ever blog to my boyfriend who is still my boyfriend and he just went oh it looks rubbish it looks like a school project and I was like alright thanks thanks for that um, and I really remember him saying that and actually thinking yeah do you know what you're probably right it is not, it's not great but that's not the point the point mm-hmm. is I'm doing something that I really care about, and I'm going to see where it takes me.
3: I think actually you prompted, um, thinking about my own experiences of side projects, you prompted a, a thought for me there in terms of the support that you you need. So I think sometimes when you might start a side project, there may be people, including <laughs> your other halves, that might question it because they're just coming at like, "What? how are you going to fit that in? They kind of come at you with all the questions that could actually stop you getting started sometimes. Yeah. all the reasons not to do it, yeah. potentially. And it's not because they're trying to be really difficult. It's just they're asking them like, how are you going to fit this in? Where are you going to find the money from? What's it in service of and sometimes to Sarah's point about starting small I don't think you have to have all the answers to no. get started and I think sometimes if you try and get started after you've done them you might lose some momentum and you might lose some passion for it because you've made it this overthought thought out thing and actually I think just go with it test it see what works doesn't really matter if it if it fails it's about your passions and you're doing it
1: for those reasons and i think it is important to recognize side projects are not for everyone Mm. i actually think i really admire and i've got a lot of time for some people i know who are very focused on one thing the whole time and that's it that's what they do they kind of focus on one job doing that brilliantly they don't want side projects um, they might have some hobbies, you know, and they've got other things going on. But the idea of adding more stuff in mm-hmm. or doing these side projects is just not something that they're motivated by or interested in. And mm-hmm. I do, I think more people will do side projects. Uh, absolutely. I yeah. think that's Part the of way the squiggly yeah. careers and the squiggly world is going. But I think you also have to recognise it's not for everyone. So I think my specific
3: learnings from my experiences of side projects of where it's where it's worked for me, I think... For me, my side projects have been relatively connected to my work. So I'm a a manager and a leader in an organisation, so I have a team of people that work for me and I have a certain way that I like to lead, which is, you know, really collaborative and it's all about helping people to grow. All of my side projects are really connected to that. Um, The purpose of Amazing If is to help people have happy careers and I do other things also that meet that agenda. My writing for Marketing Week and setting up different networks. is all about that, really, and ultimately that's part of why I go to work as well. So I do go to, you know, I work for Microsoft, so I do go to help Microsoft grow and to introduce people to their products. But I also go so that I can lead a team of people and help them to grow and develop. It's a big part of my motivation. So for me... Even though my side project is out of work, um, it feels very related to work and I can very easily transfer learnings into work. Now, I don't think you have to do that. You can have a completely different side project. But for me personally, it has been a way that I have, I guess, got comfortable. When I've been asking for time to go and do this thing, I found it very comfortable because I've been able to really clearly articulate the benefit of that back to work. So that's been a personal thing for me. I think another learning as well has been about um, just making it part of your brand. So now people associate what I do outside of work almost with what I do inside of work as well. It's just kind of part of, of who I am. I don't feel like I have to hide it at all. In fact, I, I, I very visibly bring it to work yeah. I think it's an important part of the value that I add. And it's taken me a little while to get there. I think at first I maybe wasn't confident enough in doing that. But now I, I kind of think if this isn't what people want, then... I'm not sure I'm right for them because this yeah. is just now has become part of me and it wasn't like that at the beginning because I was testing and playing but the more I've done it and the more I've connected it to my values and this side project is now sort of like an inside project it's become part of who I am I want that to be part of how I show up in whatever context I, I show up in whether it's at work or outside of work
1: Yeah and I think that um, that is a really interesting point about how transparent you are about your side projects at work because I think that's both that's a kind of Journey, that I guess mm. we've both been on in terms of how do you talk about amazing if in the other jobs that you do. And I think probably my nervousness, and I don't know if you were the same, is often when you start a side project, people assume that you would prefer that to be everything that you did, yeah, or that you're not committed, or that you're not committed to the job that you're doing. And actually, I was so mindful of, but I love my current job, yeah, and I'm really committed and I'm really motivated. And so, how do I talk about this side project thing, which I also love, but that that is exactly what it is it's a side project and it's there to do that of course things change over time but I've got no intention of doing that full-time or anything like that and I think that's often one of the things that you have to work out yourself and with your organization of how are they going to feel about it how do you feel about it how can you talk about it in a way that you feel comfortable and confident in now my initial approach to it was to not to talk about Mm. it at all Mm. almost hide it and I hated that I Mm. found that very very difficult then I started slowly but surely bringing it more into work to the extent where then I got so transparent about it. You know, I worked four-day weeks so I could spend a day doing my side project and I had there was no difference in terms of I brought my whole self to work. But I think that's something often people grapple with, especially if you're doing a side project that potentially feels like it could be a full-time business. Yeah,
3: yeah, I agree
1: i think that's just something to think about as you're as you're developing your side projects just how are you going to talk about it at work how are you going to explain it but i think they're becoming more common and as they become more common and they get talked about more in like press and things like that and you know people will have the conversations like they had with me this week where they just sort of laugh at you <laughs> oh you got your kind of side project because you know <laughs> fashionable to have one so yeah if nothing else you'll be you know a zeitgeist
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
3: So let's talk about some of the barriers then. So if you're sitting here listening, you think, okay, I've really got this thing I want to do. I understand now about maybe from these experiences how I could start to approach that. But I've got these barriers in my mind, these blockers. We are going to tackle some of the ones that we are well aware of and see if we can give you some advice on how to overcome them. So let's start with time, which I think is probably one of the number one. How do I fit my side project in? I'm very, very busy. Um, Sarah, what, what
1: tips have you got about how you can find the time? Well, we talked about time in one of our previous podcasts. Yeah. So definitely listen to that to kind of really think about how you're using your time effectively. I think really with side projects if you're doing the right side project something you really care about and you're committed to you will you will find the time that I always believe the time is available but you sometimes have to be quite disciplined in how you find that time so uh, you know work out is it that you're going to have to sacrifice doing something that you'd normally do to give yourself the time for that side project are you going to get into work an hour early yeah. and spend an hour doing it I remember the first side project I ever worked on when I was doing this first leadership programme. I used to work in Canary Wharf and it it was quite a long commute. And so I would stay, I'd finish work at like half five and I would go and sit in Canary Wharf by myself usually in in this big massive tower from like six till seven and just spend like an hour, two or three nights a week preparing, developing the idea. And once I got used to that, that just sort of became part of my rhythm. It became a habit and it, made, it meant I made a lot of progress. And at the time, that really fitted in with my lifestyle. I think that at the time, things were really important as well. Because when I first
3: started looking at side projects, how I found the time then is different to how I oh, find yeah. the time now. So Very different. Amazing, if, for example, started five years ago. Before we had children, we used to spend, you know, some of our weekend days. Life writing, was easy. Life was, life was different. <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> <and> <laughs> we easy. would spend some, some weekend time. Uh, Sarah and I get together and we'd plan all this out and we develop it now you know Sarah's got one child I've got two children we now live in different places to then and it's just it's just a bit harder so we have to find different ways to find that time so that might be mornings it might be evenings we might need to ask our partners for some help so think about the support you need to ask for to find that time as well but I guess my, my main point is be flexible about the time that you secure. Don't if you've decided to do a Saturday morning, you don't have to have a Saturday morning forever and a day if it no longer works for you. Just kind of be flexible in your week where you're finding the time.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, now with the side projects I do, I've made a very conscious choice to take one full day a week where I work on my side projects. And I'm then sacrificing salary as a result. Yeah. So that, that's a very different model to five years ago, where I just fitted everything in mm. and I could do that. And I, just, I now know that that just wouldn't fit in with my lifestyle. I wouldn't feel satisfied. So you're still having to make, you know, what can sometimes feel like quite hard choices... But if you really believe in what you're doing, then that feels like an easier choice to make, I think. Mm -hmm. But this will all all depend on where you are with your side project. If you're at the very start of it, you know, I wouldn't recommend giving up, you know, 20 percent of your salary or a couple of days of the week to to spend time on it. Just spend. And it's amazing what you can do in like an hour, a couple of hours a week. I mean, I was chatting to you the other day about a network you're creating. And, you know, you'd built a website in, what, three hours? Yeah, I just did it in the evening, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I appreciate you're incredibly efficient and obviously (laughs) amazing in every way. But still, I was like, but in the space of three hours, you'd got quite far. Yeah. Um. So I think, yeah, don't underestimate how you can do when you're quite dedicated and kind of focused with um, how you're spending your time. And so another barrier, I
3: think, can be motivation. So you might start something and then you might lose the motivation to keep it going. And I think, you know, side projects you do you do need that you do need that motivation to keep them going keep them growing Uh, so what are your thoughts on how you can keep motivated once you've you've got something started
1: really one thing do it with other people I've done quite a few side projects by myself which I have always really enjoyed because you do you know you can just make stuff happen very quickly it's all it's all your own choices and all your, your own decisions but I much prefer it doing it with other people particularly if I think about our you know amazing if work over the last five years we've both had different times where Things have ebbed and flowed. So, you know, we've either had new jobs or things have got busy for different reasons. And because you're in a partnership, one person can pick up the slack. You also get different ideas. Mm. You know, you have different ideas, different perspectives. I really believe that most work is better when it's done with other people, but actually probably other people in quite small groups. So um, I've also got experience of a side project, which is more of a kind of volunteering side project for a charity that I run. And actually, again, I really observe with that group that when it gets too big, it actually also doesn't work. It mm. becomes quite cumbersome, it slows things down, you can't be as agile and as flexible as you want to be, and you need to, you need to have that with a side project because everyone's doing stuff outside of their day job. Yeah. So I think, yeah, my, my top tip is find some of the like-minded people. And I think, as I said previously, if you don't know those people, maybe just start doing it by yourself and try and work out ways to draw those people to you. Yeah. Agreed. I've just actually started another side project and I've,
3: I'm largely doing it on my own and my reflection has been I'm okay doing it on my own because there's a lot of thinking going on at the moment and it's becoming a route for me just to spend some time thinking which I quite like uh, and developing but I do miss that bouncing things off somebody yeah. so that's what it gives to me as well that, 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 that energy and enjoyment of doing a side project with somebody else. I think um, a third reason that can, can be difficult for people with side projects is is money. Not all side projects will take money, but some of them might do. You might want to build a website or you might want to, I don't know, run events and you need to hire rooms. And um, we have that at the beginning of ours. And so I think there are... Couple of different ways that you can you can look at funding. One of the things that we did right in the early days is we applied for an award with Shell LiveWire, which just I think we did a little video or something yeah, like that, and, and everybody had to vote for it. Yeah, and it's such a long time ago now, and that gave us a thousand pounds. It also gave us a bit of a confidence boost as well, actually because it was kind of us taking our proposition to somebody yeah. and, and like a bit of validation for it but that thousand pounds went towards half of the money for our new website yeah no, our very first website that that we built um we also started running the events that sarah mentioned earlier and we didn't know if anyone was going to turn up and <laughs> they, they cost us i think it was like 250 pounds for each for which room. i remember thinking that felt like a lot yeah. because we were funding it ourselves yeah and i think that's the thing you might you might have to put a few, you know some of your own money into this. I'm not saying it's thousands and thousands, but I think that's something you can agree with your co-founder of. We're going to put 500 pounds of seed money into this, or we're going to go for this award. Unlimited is another yes. source of, of funding that startups can look to.
1: Yeah. So unlimited give out the the kind of it's almost like government grants, mm. and again you can you can apply. You talk about your business, and then they um, there's funding opportunities to kind of supercharge your side project. Um, so some really uh, famous side projects. Um, that have now become actually businesses like Digital Mums have been through um, Unlimited. So there's often quite a lot of funding out there. You just have to do a bit of research and also be prepared to put in a bit of investment in terms of often you have to kind of fill out applications or you know and then there's more um creative ways of getting funding you know crowdsourcing kickstarter crowdcube all those kind of things that's often how people are making mum and dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um so uh yeah that yeah i think just be creative in terms of thinking about you know where you can get that money from and actually often now um there are lots of things you can do at very low cost like you know we just talked about getting funding for our website i but built i built my current one for about 20 pounds i think i signed up yeah. it for it's very different yeah it's like a whole you know whole new world They're actually the barriers to just getting something live now in most instances are lower i think yeah. it's just because you can create a website you can start a blog you can get on instagram you know i've got a friend uh, creating a new business at the moment and you know, she said she spent less than hundred pounds at the moment, and yeah. that is creating a business from scratch. Yeah, I think
3: that because careers are more squiggly, the world is becoming more squiggly. The support for things like yeah, this is, is evolving. So I think it's actually a really positive climate to to start this in. I think it's becoming more and more and more easy to do it. Um. So so last thing of barrier, I think that might be uh, for some people is just how
1: do I get started? I've got this great idea. Heard what you said, Helen and Sarah. But what's the first step I should take? What What do you think? One of the things that we did very early on, which I just found really helpful, probably partly because we both love a model, um, <laughs> we do, yeah, which uh, I'm not sure that's a great, great <laughs> thing in the mind, um, is something called Lean Canvas. And actually, I do think Lean Canvas is really helpful. Um, what, it, what Lean Canvas is, is uh, a way to think about what it is you're trying to create and for who and how are you going to do it. So it just asks you a kind of a series of questions about, you know, who's going to benefit from what it is you're doing, you know, why are you doing it? who are they, your competitors at the moment? So it just makes you think through your side project. Really, I think it's intended for people starting up startup businesses from scratch. Mm-hmm. But I remember we found it really helpful when we were um, grappling with some kind of key questions about Amazing If and, and what we were trying to achieve. So I think definitely have a look at that because I think we found that really helpful and we've come back to it a few times over the years.
3: Yeah, and I think it's um, it just helps you frame your thinking. It's as simple as that, really. And then I think also just, Go for it. Get your get your lean canvas. Get your proposition. Maybe just send it to a few people to get their thoughts on it. Because this thing might have just lived in your mind for a little bit, and actually getting it out to other people, whether that's because you've entered an award or you just you're just sending it to some people whose advice you trust, it just it feels like a next step that you're making. It feels like just a little bit more real. Um, and then you just do do your first event, do your first blog post, do your first design, whatever that first iteration of this thing you want to create is just do it it doesn't have to be massive it can be with a group of people that you already know um, but just get it out into the world so many people have brilliant ideas but they just never put it out into the world and it doesn't have to be perfect just try your very first first step see how it feels see what response you get and that's already far 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 and away forward from it just being this thing in your mind
1: Yeah, one um, thing I was really impressed with, I met um, somebody recently, a lady called Chloe, who's starting up a business to help people with career development as you come out of university. Mm. And so someone had introduced her to me, and she'd just written a very quick kind of word document explaining what her proposition was, and she sent that to me beforehand so that I could have a read, and then when we met up, we could have a very meaningful conversation. She didn't have to explain it to me, I already understood And then actually I could probably add more value because Mm. I'd I'd understood what she was trying to do and could probably ask her questions that would help her develop her ideas much quicker. And actually I was listening to Desert Island Discs yesterday and um, the film director, Christopher Nolan, was talking about the fact that he does the same. For every film he has a one-page summary of what is it that ultimately he's trying to create with this film? What is like the essence of this Mm. film? And he goes back to that again and again to make sure that what he is creating is what he originally intended to do. And I think that's quite a good discipline. I've seen that as well with a lady called um, Sherilyn Shackle, who is the founder of the Marketing Academy. She's developed that proposition. She always just writes something, you know, half a page or a page, sort of saying, this is what I'm thinking about next. Mm. And then she'll send that to a number of trusted advisors and say, so what do you think? Does this make sense? Where are the gaps? And if you can't do that, if you can't write something down, you've probably not quite thought it through yeah. enough. Even just the process of writing it down will probably help you to work out, you know, where have you got gaps, what else do you need to think about. And if you can get to that, you know, that one paragraph, that half a page, however you want to describe it, people often find it helpful to have something to critique yeah. rather than just talking to people.
3: Yeah.
1: So let's move on to some resources that might be useful for people. So we talked about Lean Canvas, I think you can just get that free, if you just Google it, I think you can just get it free. Um, We're both a big fan of the Do lectures, and through Do they have a series of books. There's one called Fly, which is by a guy called Gavin Strange, and he's a real, um, he really practises what he preaches. He has some really cool side projects, you know, really living the dream, and he Mm -hmm. kind of talks about how he fits it all in and the projects that he does. Um, and I think they've also done a report yeah I love the side project report so it's um, an accumulation of some research that
3: they did and also an example of um, companies like Slack and other companies that um, started out as side projects WeTransfer is another one and it just just talks through their journey Um, lots of tips in there really really practical so I think it's about £12 on their website but I found that really really useful report to have a look at
1: and obviously everyone should read your article. Oh, yes, uh, they should. On yeah, Boxing yeah, Week. Yeah. Uh, get you some hits.
3: <laughs> we'll, we'll tweet that so yeah. you, you can find that. Um, so thank you. I think we're going to conclude this here. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast this week. I really hope that we've given you some inspiration and some ideas if you were thinking about doing a side project and how you can take it forward we really would love to see more side projects going on and we'd love to hear people's side project stories as well if you'd like to stay in touch with us you can get in touch with us either on instagram where we're amazing if or on twitter where we're at amazing underscore if or you can email us at get at amazing we love to hear from our listeners and also get your ideas for future podcasts all of that is great food for thought for us when we're planning out what we're going to talk about next So we will speak to you next week about that and see you then. Thanks for
1: listening. Bye. Bye.